fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I'm the Clydesdale. She is Abby Domit, and she is going to her first ever CrossFit Games. What's going on, Abby? Nothing much. Nothing much. Here. Enjoying my Sunday. How are you? I am. I'm great. Um, I got to tell you, you know, we've been doing these semifinal series for a couple years now. You were part of it for the last two seasons. And when there are people like you, and we just talked to Shelby Neal about a week ago, and you guys go, come up through that semifinal series and you make the games, it just feels so cool to us as a company watching you guys get there. Oh, yeah. That, that's so cool to see someone's journey and to hear them before it happens and then after it happens. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's cool to live it, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was so excited for you in Pasadena. Like we high fived, I think, three times. Yeah. Um, it just was. It just wasn't. It was so. And for me, it's exhilarating. I can't even imagine what you and your camp are going through. Um, and I just watched your Instagram, where you show the announcement, right? And there's like, it's almost like you're in between cry and and total joy. Like yeah. so much emotion coming through you at one time. What was that? Ex what was that specific moment like? Um, I mean, part of it. I mean, I, I was never, never surprised. I knew, I knew that I had done enough to, to be in the top 10. Um, I think it was whenever they announced my name in eighth, showing that I had moved up. That's what I was like, Oh shoot. Like, that's pretty cool. Like I wasn't sure if I was going to hear it this early or not. Um, and so, I mean, I, I already, the, the tears were already like forming back here before, um, like once they even started the whole announcement. Um, so I knew I was probably going to cry a little bit. Um, but also I just, I could just take a deep breath to be like, okay, like, yes, like, I'm in, I did it. Now let's, let's focus on the next step. Yeah. And so we had you on two months ago, right before Pasadena. Um, and that's, what's awesome. And I'm trying to pull up my notes here real quick. Um, so what, what I think is, is fascinating is in that podcast, I said to you that being around the space so much and interviewing so many of the semifinal athletes, there was a buzz around you this year that was not there the year before. Um, there were people talking about you, your name was being mentioned. And your answer to that is you don't know about all that, but you know, inside yourself that there was a different feeling this year and that Absolutely. you, you thought that this was going to be a good year for you. Yes. And you predicted it. Um, I mean, honestly, I feel like, from the end of semifinals last year when I competed at Syndicate Crown and they did the announcement and I watched everybody, you know, go go punch their ticket. I I just knew I knew that it was gonna be my name they would say the following year. Like I felt that like it it was a fact. That that was just something that I knew inside me. And it was just something I saw every single day from that moment until it happened. Like I just, I knew in my soul that I was gonna be the one to have my name announced. So whenever the weekend start, before the weekend even started in Pasadena, I just, I was never worried. I was so confident and I just, I was like, everything is okay. You know, I don't, I don't have to go and win events, but I know I have what it takes to be in the top 10. And I know that's where I'm going to end up at the end of the weekend. 
So another quote from that, that podcast two months ago is we talked about the 60 person field and you were coming in, I believe in like 27th place. And I asked you, how important is it for you to get into that first heat? And you were like, it is crucial. And I need to have a great first day. That is where your prediction (laughs) fell a little bit short. Right. Because your three worst events were one, two, and three. Yep. <laughs> and then you, um, then you turned yeah. it on for the rest of the weekend. Yes. So, I mean, it was awesome that it was seven events. Um, my first day could have been better. I feel like, the for me, the most disappointing event was probably event two. That was an event that I felt like, uh, and me and my coach and my whole team and all my people, we felt like that was an event I could do really well on. But it started and unfortunately, um, no reps on like each individual part, whether it was the dips or the pistols or even the burpees. Um, it kind of just made me think, okay, let's just slow down. Let's, you know, have that kind of eye contact with my judge the whole time. Like, is this okay? Is this okay? And so you kind of just go into each movement being very careful rather than trying to just execute the best you can. So I felt like I didn't really get to show off the work that I wanted to put into in that event. Um, so and that one, that it was one kind was of 20th. disappointing. So you're still uh-huh. top third, right? Um, yeah. So it's not like it's not like it's devastating. Exactly. I mean, like it wasn't horrible. Right. So none of them were like devastatingly bad, but it's yeah. probably not the start you wanted to get off to. So let's start with event one. And then okay. I do want to deep dive, dive deeper into event two, but event one, how was your sled? Um, <laughs> I think that event uh, kind of just threw most people off. It was, it was definitely, definitely, definitely harder than any way we could have practiced i mean that sled was like it it felt like you're just taking plates and putting them on like a t-shirt and then you're like pulling it on rubber (laughs) it was just it was very different um very taxing it definitely definitely changed some stuff um the pacing that i had so the bike was first the echo bike that was kind of the same um the runner was much, much slower, like minutes slower after that first pull. Um, and then the second pull was just tremendously harder. The ski was, I don't know, at that point, I just didn't have any arms. <laughs> Third pull was, you know, survival mode, just get whatever you can get. You know, if you finish great, if you don't, I didn't finish. I really wanted to, but it is what it is. So I, I think everyone, everybody struggled on that event for sure. Yeah. You're the first person to describe it as a t-shirt. Um, I've heard it as like a, <laughs> a carpet at Menards. I've heard um, <laughs> other things like that, but right. you're the first person with a t-shirt and you ended up taking 21st in that event. So yeah. higher than your seed, but still not where I think you envisioned you would be because if I, if, if I'm correct in assessing you as a, as an analyst, like running it in machines are good for you. Yeah. I I was excited for the machines, but it just wasn't, it wasn't really a machine workout. (laughs) It was just, can you pull this sled or not and do it efficiently? And then also do well on the machines. So Bruce Wayne says, so you're saying don't buy one, make it out of old shirts. (laughs) Got it. Yeah, just attach a rope to it and throw some weights on and pull it on the toughest surface you can. Yeah, he also says maybe blue jeans would work better. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, so so you, you get out of that, your arms are fried, and you know that later that day you've got to do muscle-ups with a rucksack. So what is the... What is the, like the body work that's being done at that point? Um, I mean, I, I was okay. It was really like it, the sled was just, it was a full body workout. I mean, I felt it in my hamstrings. I felt it in my lats. I, it was, it was the whole, the whole body was involved for that. Um, the and I, I felt good about their calves. 
Did you yeah. feel it then? Um, I don't, probably. I don't know. I ev- everywhere. It, it was a, like a total CNS hit for sure. Um, but so we go, we go to event two, and at this point, like we're in it. So I mean, for me, usually before the first event, that's when I'm like okay, there's the anxiety kicking in and I'm, you know, everything is like, oh, okay, let's just get through it. And so once you make it past that first event, then you're like, all right, we're, the competition started. Now we can, you know, calm down. Just let's just work out. Um, so we're getting ready for event two. And I mean, I'm excited. I feel good. Um, my first sets, the first five complexes in the first round, I was just going to do them unbroken and then just just go through the the workout. Um, but unfortunately for me doing the five complexes unbroken was like, that was it. I wasn't going to, if it was six, then I would have broken it up. And because I ended up getting the no rep and having to do an extra muscle up to an extra dip, it was like doing six. So it was like, okay, well now I need to be safe and drop. And then that just, that's just time that you're losing. So um, you got a dip. It was, yeah, I think it was a dip. And so immediately I went and then went back into another muscle up into another dip and then kept going. But then I was like, okay, I should drop at some point instead of just continuing on just in case it might be too much. That's what sucked about that event. Because if you miss, if you miss the dip, you have to do an extra muscle up just to get in position. Yeah. Unless, unless you stay up there, some people would stay up there. But I mean, you're in the flow, you're, you're just kind of going, you know, and then by the time you realize that they even said no rep, you're already swinging into the next one. So, but so what did I they mean, say you didn't, you missed? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if it was depth or I don't know. <laughs> I, you don't, it, there's just too much going on. You did wrong. You, so, you, so at that point you're just being extra cautious and doing like extra movements in both both. Just like really like holding it, holding it. Is this okay? You know? Okay. Um, and then the pistols, I don't know what was wrong with my pistols. Um, I don't know. I ended up getting a no rep on those. And then my burpees, one of them I did actually trip. And so I put my hand on the box. I was like, oh man, why did I do that? And then the next one he didn't give to me because he said both my feet weren't on the ground when they called time. Um which that sucks. It, it sucks yeah. because I was in a three-way tie and your first round is the tiebreaker. And my first round was my worst round. And so I ended up, that's two more spots that you lose um, in a three-way tie. So. So, so your judge isn't like, like, okay. So my background, I don't know if you know, I was a judge um, up. Uh-huh. I, I did rogue in 20 and 21 um, I did regionals up until 18. Um, so I've been at the high levels, right? Yeah. If I'm no repping you on a, on a pistol and it's due to depth, like usually I'll give like a point down. Yeah. Like you need to get lower. You're not getting that from your judge. I think on the pistol, he did say depth or he, he did okay. do one of these, but I still don't understand why, because I mean, and my, to me, all my pistols look the same, you know, but, and everybody's like, Oh, like, you know, but I, I'm not sitting from their perspective. So you can't, you can't say, I will say after that event, everybody in my lane, we were all in lane three. We kind of formed a union to go to the appeals desk because we all just felt like we were getting just so many more no reps in the other lanes. And so because we went all together, like all six of us, and like, we all wrote down our names and all that. They did look into it, but you can't appeal no reps that are given on the floor. So they were willing to like, you know, check that the judge or whatever they did. And so, but I mean, the chances of us actually getting reps back were like very slim. So. Yeah. And, and those are the things nobody notices like on the stream, unless it becomes blatant. Like right. I, I didn't, I was there. I didn't know that lane three was, I'd have to, I'd have to see who it was. Cause I, there were some judges that I know in my head were, were over no repping. Right. Like from just observing. 
and I and I've judged with them, so I know who they are. Yeah. If I if I went back and looked at the footage, I could I could see if it was one of the people I was had had in my head. And I'll do that when we're off the air. Oh yeah. I mean, even my like my brother, he said he he wants to create some sort of like AI machine that can like like look at the angles of our body and like be able to shoot a flag up whenever a rep isn't right. And he was like, I'm gonna make this machine so that you guys don't have to rely on subjective judging. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm like, get on that. So you know, I mean it would be super expensive and probably not for this young sport. But like I talked to Stacy Larum who you competed against in the West Coast and she does that for a living. Like yeah. she works for the Boston Red Sox and they use AI to yeah. track pitchers and their arm movement and arm angle and all of that stuff. Yeah. So it is possible. I, that that would be the direction to go. I mean, one day. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope your brother pulls it off. He he could. He he's very capable. So <laughs> Yeah. I think the NFL would buy that way before CrossFit, but whatever Probably. he's going to make money. Yeah, for sure. So you get through that event and then you have a night yeah. to think yeah. about it. So how is yeah. how is that night um going from Friday to Saturday? Um so at that point I was in 18th. So I was just like, you know what? Um we have five events left. I need to move up eight spots. I don't remember how many points it was at the time, maybe I, I don't know. I'm not even going to try and guess, but um, yeah, I was, I was, I was still okay. I was like, we have plenty of competition left at that point. I was still, you know, sleeping good. And I was, I was pretty calm and collected. So, and my and body felt you, good. Were you confident going into Linda or did you know that that was going to be, cause it turns out to be your worst finish of the weekend. Yes. So that was just one where I was like, I'm just going to stay in my own lane. I'm not going to worry about anyone else because <clears throat> I knew it's going to be tough. It's going to be a grinder. Um, there, there's going to be some girls that go out and they're just going to knock out those 10 deadlifts, you know, in 20 seconds and just blaze through it. That's not going to be me. That's okay. You know, um, I did... I did beat my practice time um, by like over 30 seconds. So I was happy with that. Um, yeah, uh, for me, like the bench was fine. Squat cleans were fine. I just deadlifts is a movement I put in so much work into. They've improved a lot and there's still so much room to get better at them. So yeah, and, and that was also a movement that I got a handful of no reps on, which it's unfortunate because for me, that was the hardest movement, but <laughs> it is what it is. So, Wow. It's rare to see that deadlift, no reps. I mean, I, I think he was saying like when I would stand up with it, my knees looked like they weren't like locked out. I do kind of, maybe I was doing like kind of like a, like a bouncing sit when you're hit that extension. I don't know. Something like that. But, yeah, my deadlift is terrible too. So that I do that all the time. <laughs> they, but they've gotten so much better and I'm excited to keep working on them. So, well, and my, like, I have a terrible back. Like I've had like 12 surgeries yeah. on my back. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. And you've had it. You've had a like fractured vertebrae at one time in your gymnastics. Two times. Cheerleading Two. Is, is that what is holding you back on the deadlift? Stop. What was that? Uh, is is the is the back injury what's holding you back on the deadlift? Or um, I don't I don't like to think so. I mean, I think that I've healed up pretty nice, and I mean, I don't I don't think I have a bad back, so I don't know what? why <laughs> that movement just is it's it's tough for me, and it. I mean, I think. Um, How tall are you? I just I just need to get stronger. Uh, I'm like right under five, eight. Yeah. You're taller than most CrossFit athletes. Well, like, old, like old school athletes, I guess like the new, the new wave coming in are a little bit taller. Yeah. I mean, maybe like a cup, like 
a little bit more like over average, but. Yeah. Okay. So you get through Linda and you say you PR by 30 seconds. So on one hand, you've got to be happy that you're doing better. On the other hand, you're, you're, you might've lost a little bit of ground on the leaderboard. So I ended up staying in the same spot on the leaderboard. Um, but I was just happy, like, okay, it's out of the way. You know, I, I got it done. Now we, we still had, we have four more events, so let's go. So you move into your best, your best period of the weekend. And that is four and yeah. five, yeah. the back-to-back workouts. Um, it's been written, it's been said by you that the warm-up for event four was not going well. <laughs> no, it was so scary. Oh my gosh. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I just, I hadn't had, even like this whole, like the whole past year training, I didn't have a lot. I mean, I, I, I was snatching, but I wasn't doing, there's just so many other movements that I was focusing on and trying to get better at. So I feel like I didn't do a ton of snatching and then leading up to it, I just didn't have a lot of like great snatch days. Um, and so originally planning for that event, we wanted to, we weren't sure how many attempts we were like, okay, maybe you get two attempts, maybe you get three. And so we were thinking if it was two attempts, then I would have done like 185, 195 or 185, 200. If it was three attempts, maybe go 185, 195, 200 or 205. Um, but then we saw the East go and like the format, we're like, okay, we'll, we'll get three attempts in. Um, but this isn't going to be like a max day. This isn't going to be a PR day. Um, you know, and, and you can't wear, you're not going to wear your lifters. You're not going to have your favorite shoes on. Um, the, the distance from getting there to the runner that takes some time and just, you know, every, everything added in. So we're like, okay, let's play it safe. Let's just go 175, 185, 195. Easy, you know? Um, but then, yeah. And then during the warm up, all of a sudden I'm like, okay, 175, like I could literally be sick and hit that number. I could be having the worst day of my life and I could hit that number. And then all of a sudden I, I'm like failing it over and over and over. And I felt like I could feel people like staring at me and like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I just, I don't know what to do. Um, and like, I'm with my coach, I'm with my husband. We're like, what, what do we do? And he's like, do we, do we just start lighter just to get a number and then go up? But I was like, I can't do that because you only have so much time and you only have so many plates and changing the plates is such a hassle and like they're sticky and they're new. And, and it's just, let's say if I were to go 165, then I'd have to like take everything off, put the 25s on, put this on. And it, it just wasn't going to happen. I was like, there's no way I'm like, like screw that. I am not starting lighter. Um, and so then we're like, we're in the corral and we start walking. And then my coach is like, Hey, like, what are you, what are you going to do? What, what's, what, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And so we go and um, they let us do a couple more lifts before the event starts, like behind the, the bleachers. And I'm like, okay, I'll just put like 155, hit it. It still just, it just didn't feel that powerful. Like I didn't know what was wrong. And then I hit do it again and it feels good. I'm like, okay, I'm good. And then we go, we get on the floor and yeah, I just hit every single lift and it was perfect. So Swolverine did a really cool write-up about the mindset that you were just like, F it, I'm going to go do it and I'm going to yeah. make it work and I'm going to make this work. And that, um, and it, it was, it gave me goosebumps the way they wrote it up and you got to love that support from a, a company that sponsors you yeah. and, and doing that. Them. And so there's that. And then Roderick meme for time does a, meme about the event that I'm going to show. It doesn't have the volume, um, but it was, it was hilarious. And, yeah. and then I want to talk about your coach. Cause you talk about him uh, kind of coming into this. And so uh, where is it? Here we go. 
So, so here it is. That is your coat. And he gets a little into a little into the event. Can you hear him? Yeah. And then that's the 195. Yeah, that was the last lift. Okay. You know, I've seen other coaches that, that are that way, right? I've been, yeah. I've been yeah. around the sport. There are a few coaches that get that vocal. One, it's, it's unusual that they still have a voice by the end of day two. Yeah. Two, the, the fact that you can hear him is, is hilarious. Is he that way all the time? Or is it that in this moment you were struggling in the back and his emotions he probably was just as he probably was more anxious yeah. than you because he has no control over what you do on the floor. Yeah. He's got to watch it. And then when you hit it, like his emotions just over, like overtake him. Yes. So he, he gets very hyped, but there was just so much pressure on, on this event. Cause I mean, it was the turning point of the weekend. It was event four. You know, we're three events in, we had three more to go. We needed to just make a decision. Like, are we going to start getting some higher finishes? Are we going to do this or not? You know? And so, like, for me, I was like, I just felt, I, I had felt so much pressure. And, but it was a good thing because I went into that event feeling like, if I don't do this, like, it's over. Everything has been a waste this whole year. Like, the it was the point. And so I was like, I have to do this. That that's all I have to do. And so when I was on the floor, for me, everything was timed kind of perfectly. But I think they were even more stressed out because like I was the last one off the runner and before the snatches even started. I went all the way to the buzzer. I, I totally took my time. And so they were probably like they're like, what are you like, hurry, hurry, hurry. But in my mind, I'm like, no, like this is exactly how like this is perfect. I'm not going a second too early, a second too late. Like everything, like the bars just went up so easily. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was, he gets hyped, but it was definitely like just the the whole moment. Like he was standing next to my sister and he was like, okay, like what are, what are some prayers we can say? Like, what are we going to do? Like, like they they were all freaking out. Cause as soon as we, we left to go through the tunnel and then they had to go up over to to the stadium like who who knows what was going through their minds because i knew in my mind i was like i got this like let's do it but they were probably still like i don't know it wasn't looking too good back there <laughs> but, yeah and we and i've said this on the shows like pasadena you the warm-up area was two buildings away from the event building right. and you as athletes there was an underground tunnel like yeah, coaches yeah. and all of them had to go upstairs outside, walk up the sidewalk and go into the, the venue the other way. Yeah, so yeah. you're off there by your, by yourself. They then lose complete contact with you and control over what's going on. Um, yeah. How do you stay that calm and cool on the floor? Like you said, uh, this was the plan. This is what I have to do. It's okay. I'm last off the runner. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, I, when I'm in the, like the worst part is, you know, you're in the warm up, you're in the corral. Um, I feel like whenever they start the corral, when they're like, okay, 90 seconds until heat six or, or whatever, for me, that's like the worst part. Because then once you're already there, once you're in the tunnel, that's like the calm before the storm. And then once you're on the floor, it's like, it, it's like ecstasy. Like you're, for, for me, like that, that's the best part that the performance, the, the crowd, the everything, like any nerves I had are just, they're gone. So I was a division one swimmer. I had a hard time pushing down the adrenaline at the beginning of anything. Right. Um, and I was a distance swimmer. So that was extremely de detrimental to me if I could not calm right. myself. Right. Cause I would go out way too hot. And then as I like to say, Mr. Rigamortis would tap me on the shoulder and I couldn't move. 
at some point. So the fact that you have that ability and is it from all the years of gymnastics and cheerleading and all of that, where it just isn't like, you know, this is just the way you have to do it. Yeah. Like I, I've always loved performing that that's my favorite part. Um, that's my favorite part of CrossFit. I, I love the training. I love the grinding because it makes the performance just, you reach this incredible high and it's just the most exhilarating feeling. Um, but I mean, yeah, when it's like before the first event, that's when I like, I'll be honest, like most competitions before that first event, I'm throwing up. Like as soon as we like, I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Whatever drink. Like I eat my breakfast way ahead of time. Cause I need to get that digested. Cause then whatever, if I'm sipping on some like beta alanine or something like that's coming out. Like as soon as they're like, okay, lady, like you can use the restroom one more time. I go and no, it, it's, it's all coming out <laughs> only the first event. And then as soon as I do that, I'm like, I'm good. I'm okay. Let, let's, let's go on. And then I'm, I'm good for the rest of it. Wow. But it's, it's happened. It's happened multiple times. Sometimes it's in front of my competitors. Sometimes it's not, but yeah. <laughs> you, you hear about those things on the men's side a lot. Matt Fraser yeah. would throw up all the time before he would compete. Oh yeah. Like, and, but you don't hear it on the female side as much. Um, so that's, it's, but you're unique in that (laughs) way. I mean, it was just so like, I I could guarantee that they probably heard me because we all went to the bathroom together. We had like two minutes or whatever. And then I go to the bathroom and then I'm like, no. And I I just start throwing up and then I step outside and then the ladies are like calling us and she's like, you know, Abigail, come on. And, but I just have to stay back. And I'm looking at like the, the lady who's cleaning and I'm like pointing where, and she's like points to the trash can. And I'm like, and then I go let out a little more and then we go. (laughs) So you're getting, you're getting the cue from the cleaning lady where she wants you to put the vomit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause she has like her, uh, cart that she's pushing and then there's like also a trash can here and i'm like should i this one or this one <laughs> so what wow that, that's awesome That'd be <laughs> a um so so now you've got event five coming so you finished ninth yeah. and went four yes you were last off the runner was that planned for five or was it planned for four it, it was planned for four, I'd say. Um, I mean, I knew each time in practice, like, I just, I wasn't going to go fast on the runner. I mean, even, like, watching some of the people, we were thinking, I'm like, shoot, maybe I should go, like, 10, 15, 20 seconds faster on that first run just so I can have time. Um, but, I mean, I didn't do that. I, I did it the exact same way, and it worked out perfectly. Um yeah, I, I, it would have just been too much. There was no need to go any faster than you had to. So so going into five, are you more confident in your barbell cycling or your running or both? Um, I was pretty excited for the run. Um, well, I, I do really like uh, – I like that we were, it was just eight power snatches at 125. Um, I mean, I think that's a weight everybody's very comfortable with everybody's going to go unbroken touch and go. Um, I think my first snatch was kind of funky. I don't know. I, I kind of got weird with it, but got through it, got to the runner. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I was mostly excited for the, the run. I, I would have preferred it to be on land, but. I, you know. I have heard that several times. <laughs> And I think I I maybe would have done better if I would have changed my shoes. A lot of people were changing shoes between the between events, but I was just like, oh, no, I'm good. I'll I'll just keep these on. But yeah. Well, you you did pretty awesome. Um, you were still in the next to last heat at that point, right? Yes. Because they yes. didn't change for the second event of the day, so you right. finished overall in fourth. Um, coming out of not even the top heat, do you think you could have gone faster in the top heat? Mm, I 
mean, I don't know. Just because since you are on a machine, like you don't necessarily know where everybody's at. Like, yeah, the announcers are saying stuff, but I mean, you're 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 doing your own thing. It, it's different if it, you're chasing someone on land and someone's right here. But I mean, it, it might have been the same. So for us in the, for us in the pit, it was easy to tell who was where because of that that little sign they clicked up. Oh yeah. Like you could see the judge move forward and move the sign up. And yeah. for us, that was a great visual. Like, and I don't even think they caught that on the stream very well because they don't usually do a full floor look at that. Right. But you get to see the full floor, like, and you can kind of see where people are as that thing keeps getting moved up. Yeah. Could you as an athlete notice that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if everybody's judge did it like right on time or like, I feel like it, I noticed my judge, like after it would click over to the, through the next 200 and then he would go kind of move it up. So I don't know how like perfectly accurate it was. Um, no guessing, but, but at least you have, it's narrowed down guessing. Yeah. But it was cool that they did it by 200s because I feel like in an 800, that's kind of the way you run that race anyways. You kind of do it in 200-meter chunks. Um, just like that's, that's at least how I do it when it comes to pacing. So it's interesting. Why are you so comfortable running? Um, I've always liked running. I did track for a couple of years in high school. Um, I mean, w whenever I moved to Texas, my, my track coach like begged me to continue doing track. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just something we've always done. My, my brother and sister, every, people in my family have always enjoyed running. Um, whenever I was in college, I did like a little bit of like half marathon stuff for a while. Um, anytime I would work out, I would think, Oh, I'll just go for a jog and that'll be my, my workout for the day. It's just, it's, it's easy to go and you're outside, you can explore, you know, if you're traveling, you can always do it. So I want to revisit that a bit when we get to like, what's to come. So we'll do that. But then you go into the final day and are you in, I can't remember. Are you in the final heat? Sunday morning? No, I was in 11th going into Sunday. So I was in the fifth heat on for event sixth. But you jump up to ninth by yeah. the final. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so you do event six. That's the long chipper. And it was, it was one of those workouts that shook up the leaderboard in every oh, yeah. semester. Yes. Um, so each night I was like sleeping really good up until before the last day, that last day, I just could not sleep at all. Um, I think the, the, all like the volume from the weekend was starting to kick in. I was like feeling kind of excited. I was like, Oh, we have one more day. And so I just, I just couldn't get good sleep. And so I feel like when I went into event six, I was just so like, Oh my gosh, like, okay, let's, Let's do it. <laughs> um, and I remember that was an event, and I've heard this from multiple people, that it just felt so much harder than at practice. Um, like, just it, just it just felt harder, and it was just very different. Um, and I, I agree. Like, for me, it also, it did feel a bit harder than it did at practice. Um, but it just... I don't know. It, it was such a, it, it's an interesting event because you have to take very strategic rests between like whether before the rope climbs or before the second set of rope climbs. Um, whereas unless you're just going to crush that event, then you can really push yourself and row hard and do this. But I think most people had to be very, you know, keep an eye out for, okay, let's take 10 seconds here or I need to take an extra five here. Cause if you go up two seconds early, well, you went up too early and you're not, you're not gonna, your, your grip's gonna blow out or your arms are gonna blow out. Um, so it's a very interesting event. Definitely the coming down was a big game changer for the ropes, I feel like. Um, 
but yeah was it, a sticking point for you the rope climbs the which one were the rope climbs where the sticking point for you that you really had to get through to kind of no for, it was the, the wall facing handstand push-ups um during quarterfinals i really struggled with those i i did all i did all singles in the 21 reps at quarterfinals <laughs> and it took me like almost seven minutes and i just i practiced that movement a ton since then and it's improved so much so when i practiced that workout i was able to do it like in three sets like very comfortably uh but then they just felt harder at the competition so i ended up doing a few more sets i'm not sure how many i did um never had to go to singles so but they were definitely um that's definitely where i lost a lot of time so yeah and, and those are those are the worst because if you have to come down you have to do that stupid wall walk to get back into position <laughs> i mean i was happy because they didn't actually make us do like an entire wall. Like we had to go touch the ground, but then you could kind of scoot your hands up and then crawl back up the wall instead of doing like a full on wall walk. So I was appreciative of that. Um, but it's just, it's such an interesting movement. Cause I guess I just, before quarterfinals, I didn't practice it. And so whenever we had to do it, it was just such a weird thing to my body that my muscles just weren't used to. And so then as soon as I started practicing it, it became a million times easier. So still, what, still more it, progress to come. Was it the wall facing that was difficult or was it the 10 inch tape line or whatever they called with that the new tape line? Um, Cause that was I, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, kind of all of it, even I remember like, I mean, obviously I am a little bit, I'm a longer athlete. I, I have long limbs. And so for me, the 10 inches, going like straight up straight down without poking my head out is that's a long distance and that's just that's, that's i mean it's hard so i remember at one point my judge called over the head judge to like look at my reps and i wasn't sure what was wrong and then i rewatched the video and it looked like he was gonna try and call me for like uh like sticking my head like going into an arch and then pushing up but I was like, shoot, like, I'm glad he didn't call me for that. Cause I just, I don't think I would have, <laughs> unless I'm, you know, it's my first five reps. I'm, I'm going to be doing that at least a little bit. So. Yeah. But. And so, so you got rid of the no rep issues from day one, the rest of the way through the competition. Uh, I mean, I, I do just accept them. Well, I'm just saying like, you weren't getting no repped anymore. Like at this oh, yeah. point yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, event two and event three, uh, were the only events that I had any no reps. Yeah. So. so, so then you get through event six and you're in ninth place. You're in the final heat. Yes. You can see where you are. And in event six, you finished 16th, but still moved up because that really was a shake-up workout. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, so many events were just all over the place with the leaderboard. And I knew that one was going to be too. So. so then you have to do the echo bike, toes to bar, sandbag carry. You yeah. got the long yeah. limbs to get around the sandbag. You're good at machines. How is your toe to bar? Toe to bar are fine. I, I love, I love toe to bar. Um, but it was more just, so after event six, and I saw that I moved up and I was in contention. I like, it was the craziest feeling of just like so much anxiety. Like I was just freaking out. I felt like I just couldn't breathe. I thought I was underwater and I was just, I just felt so like insecure in that moment because there was still another event left and nothing was for sure. Um, and so, and my coach was just sitting there and he was explaining cause the thing about insecurity is there's the negative side, which is fear, and the positive side is trust. And so you can either choose to be afraid or you can have faith, basically. Um, and so, but I was just like, oh my gosh, like I just, I need to go outside. I need to have a breath of fresh air. Like I'm freaking out. Like it was just so intense. And then I see uh, my friend, I see my friend Jeff, he's outside. We're like walking to the hotel or wherever we're going. 
and he's like hey how do you feel you are you you're in contention you know are you are you are you ready like finish this and i was like yeah yeah i'm good it just it just feels a little bit surreal and he was like he was like what are you talking about he's like this isn't surreal this is this is you this is what you do and then i was like oh yeah yeah you're you're right i forgot <laughs> and then i in that moment i was like my entire mindset changed and i was like you're right like i'm this this is this is what I came here to do. Like duh, like of course. You're the girl and that so, said that they were going to announce your name in a year. Right? <laughs> exactly, and I just totally was like, okay. And I just I I realized it. I was like, you know what? I do trust myself, and I just felt so confident in that. I was like, I trust my training. I trust the work that's been put in. I trust that I can do this workout. So we go. You do the workout and yeah, it's, it's over like that. <laughs> but, it's a quick one. And yeah, yeah. it was your coach doing the math on the sidelines right after. I mean, I feel like they knew that I was okay. Cause I would look at them and they, they would be like, I don't know, but there, it was like, like a sarcastic, like, like, we're what we're gonna act like we don't know but we know and like i just kept looking i'm like like what like tell me like I, I don't know but i still like deep down i was like i'm good but it's just like oh my gosh like if i wasn't if i fell out like that i that would have just been horrible <laughs> so they announced your name we've talked about that the flood of emotions so how how did you celebrate that night? Um, I hung out with my family. We went to Pyology and ate pizza. Um, how much pizza? Um, I, I I ate some, and then I I mean I was just kind of like in a daze at that point. Like I was just tired and hadn't slept and. And me, me and my husband, we we wanted to celebrate more, but we ended up just kind of going to the Airbnb and like, we were just kind of like laying, like watching random stuff and like kind of eating, kind of like, I don't even know. <laughs> and then and then I got sick after that for a while. So oh, like wow. my immune system just crashed. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Shelby, Shelby said the same thing. Yeah, I mean, we, we knew it was gonna happen. That That's, you know, you, your cells just explode and then, everything just, you know, but. Yeah, and like, she didn't like, I, cause we asked her about taking a week off. She said she didn't have a choice. Like she was yeah. so sick. There, there was no, no choice in that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like there, I was useless that whole week, but. Was there a plan to take a week off and like get away? Cause I, I did see some pictures on Instagram where you're, where you're like hanging out in a pool with your husband and doing like a vacation type thing yeah i mean the plan was to to take that week um we thought about doing a vacation or something um i mean not really just because i just didn't have the energy to do much i mean we hung out we we did do like a little like camping trip and stuff but nothing crazy i mean we want we, we've always been planning on doing like the big vacation after the games so so the uh the camping in the pickup truck still yeah always. and if you don't know about that go back to the last episode we talked about it <laughs> yes. um so so then you get the week off and now it's games training time it's getting the focus back to all on what did you learn about yourself during semifinals that you're taking with you into games training? Um, I mean, this, this is what um, we've been planning for. Um, like, I feel like last year, if for any reason, if I would have like made it and then had to keep training, I, I would, I probably would have just hated it. Like I was just not ready for that at all. Whereas this year, like, this is what we've been planning to do. So I'm ready for all the training. So, so you said you made it through the seven events and a three day work weekend, and then you were done. 
now you're going to have to go a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like twice as many events, if not more. <laughs> um, I mean, more everything needs to be stepped up, more volume, more more calories, more, more food in. Um, yeah, just need to be taking advantage of all the recovery, all the sleep. So... Yeah, just, just taking it up a notch and then seeing what happens. So you said last year at Semis, you knew. You knew that they were going to announce your name. But you made big changes from that point to this season. You you went with Golden Line. You went with Matt. This was your first time as athlete coach at an event. Yeah. Did it feel right? Oh yeah. Okay. Like I, it just, the way things lined up, like I, I just, the people that have come into my life and the people that have helped me and, you know, obviously like meeting my coach and just the whole golden line family, like it just, it worked out how it was supposed to work out. And you have built that trust in nine months that he's he's your dude at these comp- competitions yes um well so we met in november um so it was, uh, yeah, i was trying to do quick math oh <laughs> i was like uh what month is it month six i don't know oh yeah it's almost like eight months seven eight months yeah. um so yeah yeah i mean when we first met i i told him what my goals were and I said, like, I'm, I'm going to qualify this year, no matter like what's, what's going on. So, I mean, we, we can, we can ride this train together or not, but that's, that's, that's what I'm going to do. So, yeah, and he said, I, let's do it. At, at each stage, the trust has to be greater. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. you're going, and this was a great test for the two of you, this seven event all weekend long test. And now you get to like expand it even more going into the games. Yes. Do you think with your abilities, like you can run everything at the games is stretched out, right? There there's distance between every, like you, you have to run to everything. Do you think that gives you an advantage? Um, I mean, it could, um that's something that I was working on getting better at was like my transitions um and I I think I have improved at those a lot so I mean it's I kind of like that everything is a bit stretched out and you have to run to the finish line and all that so I mean we'll see especially out at North Park like they use that whole field and you're running forth back and forth a lot like, and so yeah, that yeah. running fitness becomes a bigger element to the overall competition. Absolutely. Um, and I think it should be. I think running is like one of the most fit things you can do. So, I mean, it makes sense. So you're going to go to the games. You get to do the whole like rock star thing where you go in, hit it up, go to your locker, get to take all the pictures. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, I love that it's um, several days before the competition starts, so you can just go and just have fun and you know take pictures and all that. So just kind of relax before it starts and getting a, crazy. A lot of athletes tell me that sets in that you made the games. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely what I've heard. They're like, oh, that's the best part. That's that's the most fun. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that. So how, how many garbage cans are we going to have to set up from the warm up area to the floor for that first event? Uh, I mean, I feel like my body kind of knows where, <laughs> uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully just one. We'll see. Who knows? I mean, one time I did a comp in Mexico and it was really 
went behind a pillar and then came back and did it. <laughs> wow. So um, what are your realistic expectations for this year's games? Are you there to soak in the experience and learn? Or do you think do you think you have a viable shot at, at a spot on the leaderboard? Um well I it's definitely I know that it's going to be different than anything I've ever done before. So it's it's gonna be a huge learning. Um I mean I know it's gonna be extremely hard. The the training has already been like very intense and it's going to be the hardest training I've ever done in my life. Um, that's just something I've already accepted. Oh no, we lost her. Maybe she just got a phone call. We'll see if she popped. There she is. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like the games is like, where I might have my best performances. That's kind of something me and my coaches have, have talked about. Um, Cause I don't know, just, we, we like that it's unknown. We like that it's weird and there's new skills and there's that. So we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm hoping to shake things up, but I know it, it's going to be very hard and I know it's going to put me in interesting but yeah, we're ready to see what it's all about. Well, I'm excited to see you there, and we will be there, of course. But I want to talk about one more thing that's happened to you recently. We talked about it off air a little bit, but you just got signed by Lab Management. Um, yep. Yep. And that's a big change for you going into the games. Now, not only do you have your team and your family and all of that, but you have like another team now to support you take some things off of your shoulder, help you get things set up at the games. How important was that for you, for that to happen for you so that you can concentrate solely on being an athlete? Uh, I think it's awesome. Um, it, it does take a lot of stress off my shoulders just because, I mean, I mean, you know that it's going to happen as soon as you qualify for the games and everybody's kind of messaging and reaching out and doing all this stuff. So it, it's so great that they're there to, I can just be like, okay, talk to them, you know, email them, send everybody that way. Um, so it's like they can kind of do that work for me because I'm, you know, I, I just want to focus on training. Like all, all my energy um, at this point is going to go into that. So I don't want to have to worry about, you know, trying to make deals or whatever. So. Yeah. Very excited for that. And you're you're a professional athlete now, right? You're you're doing this solely as your job, and they're yeah. going to help yeah. you be able to sustain that. Yes, yeah, that was also like one of my goals. Like when I first started this, it wasn't just oh, I want to go to the games, I want to do this, I want to do that. It was also like I I want to do this as a career. I want to um, be able to monetize it. I want to make money and just let it be my whole thing for a while. And so to me, what, what the funniest thing of this whole story is you didn't get into CrossFit because you saw it as a goal and went there. Your husband bought you a gift for himself. <laughs> it was actually a gift for him. Yeah. Right. To get you in the door. And here we are three years later, not, pro I don't even know if it's a full three years and you're a CrossFit yeah, games yeah. athlete. Yep, yep, that's that's how it happened. I mean, we cuz it was a situation where you know, with, with the pandemic and everything, I I wasn't going to be able to continue working and you know, I needed to he he knows that I need to be challenged and I need to be very busy and doing something otherwise I'll just like self-destruct. And so he had already been doing CrossFit for a few months. And literally, he would always try and get me to go. And sometimes I would go. And while he would go inside and do the class or whatever, I would stay in the car and read. 
or I would take the car and go to like Goodwill or like some thrift shop and hang out <laughs> and then come back and get them. Um, just cause I just refused. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, no, I'd, I'd rather do something else. But then it wasn't until like, he's like, okay, I actually signed you up. that I was like, oh man, like I actually have to go. And so started going and then before you know it, I was like, all right, you know, should we go on Saturday? Should we go this? And then, you know, <laughs> I wanted to stay late and I wanted to do some extra squats or whatever. But Yeah. And how often does he remind you that he got you started in this? Um, I mean, pretty often. <laughs> he's definitely, I mean, he's my rock. He's my support through all this. Uh, we always say that he was like my first sponsor because <laughs> I mean, he kind of was. So yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. I, I could not be happy for you, Abby, um, following your career for the last two years and seeing you reach the pinnacle so fast uh, has just been awesome. Um, and the little small part that I got to, to watch and, and play in that and congratulate you after uh, was awesome. And thank you for, for allowing me to do that. Yes. Thank you so much, Scott. Yeah. And we'll see you in Madison. And we'll see you. And to our audience, thank you so much for jumping on. We'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.